that there's a table with a project to go ahead on and that project's us and if we want that project to go ahead it's no good us entering the room and just slapping God a high five and dancing around saying isn't this great we actually have to come and sit at the table and tend to that project going ahead with God Welcome to The Nine Design, a podcast where we look at all nine Enneagram types in light of our culture as Aussies and our faith as followers of Jesus. I'm Seth, I'm a creative, and I'm from Adelaide. And I'm Serena, I coach, and I live in Melbourne, and we're excited to have you join us for season two of The Nine Design. How about we dive in right now into the creative ways that we've been designed? So I'm looking forward to this episode because we get to introduce you to a friend of ours called Ryan Clift. He's going to be joining us this whole season, speaking into each of the different practices. He's someone who's been practicing these things for a while. He's got a lot of insight and a lot of practical tips. Serena got the privilege of going up to New South Wales despite the pandemic, catching up with him, asking questions and recording this interview. Let's have a listen. So welcome to The Nine Design, Ryan Clift. I'm so excited to have you here today, a special guest on season two. So it'd be great if you could tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Sounds good. I am from the Lower Blue Mountains, west of Sydney. I enjoy at the moment getting in the bush, exploring, discovering what's around the next corner. It's a bit of a hobby. I am a, a husband, a dad of three small children. And at the moment, I am employed by a local church um, at Blacksland to go on mission and plant something new, which has been an exciting little adventure to go on with God in, in exploring his kingdom. Were you originally from the Blue Mountains? No. So uh, I was a Tweed Coast boy. Grew up in a little town called Kingscliff. That's where I met my wife, Elise, up there as well. And we started our journey together after having two kids and being a youth minister for seven years at Tweed Church of Christ. Followed God down to the Blue Mountains. Lots of people said it was it must have been God because why would you move from um, the Tweed Coast to the Blue Mountains? But, yeah. And for those who don't know where the Tweed Coast is, yeah, it's, it's like a border town, isn't it? It's like a border town. Like it's, mm. it's like a, for me, it's like a, the good version of the Gold Coast. And <laughs> apologies to those who live on the Gold Coast. It's just a little bit quieter, a little bit more tranquil, less people, simpler um, and beautiful. Yeah. So I had the idea to invite you onto the Nine Design maybe a year or so ago for season two specifically, because when I first met you, we had spoken about different spiritual formation ideas or things in our lives that had formed us and our spiritual walks with God. And I think those had been some rich conversations. And and I looked at you and I thought, you know, you actually live what you speak about. You don't just talk about it as a nice idea, but you live it and you seek to help others do the same. So I found that quite inspiring and I thought that that would be really helpful for others to hear the spiritual practices that you put in place in your life. So Seth and I are both super excited to have you on this season and we wanted to introduce our listeners to you. So what was the very first spiritual practice that you ever did? Um, as a new Christian. As a new Christian. Uh, oh, let's rustle back. Oh, actually, I had a, um, a moment where I was on a camp. Uh, there was this worship time and like on this particular camp, they were doing the, the worship time, which went on and on and on. And I was in that like teenage funk where I, uh, 
I didn't appreciate that. Uh, I remember looking at my youth minister and kind of going, are you serious? Like kind of making these big shruggy shoulders and uh, questioning like, what, why are we still? And he was like, you know, apologetically looking at me going, you know, I'm sorry, you know, just be patient <laughs> to the next night where they're, they're going on and on and on in worship. And, but this time I'm in tears because mm. God's presence is tangible. I had to get away and I had to be by myself because I was in a moment of, yeah, disarray, um, mm. joy, but also immense fear. I just remember just walking with God and finding space by myself just to be with him and to be with myself mm. and to contemplate how we were, were to move forward. Mm. And what did he say to you? <laughs> I think I did more of the talking. Right. Um, I think I was quite loud. <laughs> yeah. Internal dialogue was like overflowing kind of thing. Mm. Uh, it got to a point where I went and found my mate and we yeah, talked things out. Um, I don't think he made sense of what was coming out of me, but that's all right. So spiritual practices can be something that people don't understand even what they are. Why are they called disciplines? Discipline sounds bad. Why do them? And, and what does it even mean? So what do you have to say into that? How do you, what do you have to speak into that space? Spiritual practices, for me, they aren't about the practice, but it's about the heart beneath it. Mm. At times we need to go to the practice to then discover the heart. But for me, when I sit and I become aware of my heart and actually the disintegration or the brokenness of my heart, um, I only know one who can restore that. And so I, I know that I need to tend that space. It doesn't happen by itself. And if I want to be formed in God and to follow Jesus and make him Lord of my life, that, mm. that actually becomes the destination. Mm. It's no longer random. Mm. That's the point. And so to actually work towards that, I need to spend time with him, mm. allowing his work to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's actually God that does the work. I feel like the big part of, his, of what we contribute to the process is our yes mm. and our continued showing up is nearly our yes. Yeah. And also the continuing to bring ourselves, like all of us. I think her name's Mindy Caligui. She has this image of like, you know, there's a table with a project to go ahead on and that project's us. And if we want that project to go ahead, it's no good us entering the room and just slapping God a high five and dancing around saying, isn't this great? <laughs> we actually have to come and sit at the table yeah. and, and tend to that project going ahead mm. with God. Mm. Yeah. So that's kind of a little bit of an insight into the heart for me behind spiritual practices. And have you had help in learning how to do some of these spiritual practices that you've implemented in your life? Yes. I think of people like my in-laws, they're spiritual directors. So they've obviously had some influence. Um, even, even as a young boy, I've got an image my dad awake before the rest of the family, just with a lamp on and he's got his Bible and his notebook out and he's being with God. So that was something that was modelled to me. It wasn't spoken. I think I've had a lot of different experiences, opportunities to explore different spiritual practices, whether it's been through studying theology at uni or the groups I've been part of. But I, I think deep down for me too, I'm a practice person I'm a I'm the apprentice model where I want to touch it it doesn't actually cut it for me to talk about it and and I want to acknowledge that for some that's that is like that's a beautiful thing if that's you so affirm that but for me I need to touch I need to feel I need to get my hands on the tools I need to feel and be a part of that process really like the apprentice comes to mind and that nearly that first year apprentice is, you know, just learning how to use tools to um, just slowly develop and use along the way. So a big part of it actually has been the me and God bit. 
that's my image with spiritual practices, an explorer <laughs> hacking through the bush with a machete yep. going, let's see what we find. Yeah. And I think that's such a great encouragement to anyone starting off, just exploring what do spiritual practices mean for them and, and how can they incorporate some more of that in their lives, which is hopefully what this season will help our listeners with. But I think your encouragement of just grabbing a tool giving it a go. That's something that's so important. Mm. You know, if it's something you've not tried before, like meditation or fasting, or we just encourage you to just give it a go and try it on and walk around in it for a bit and see your expression of that and how that works for you and how God's created you. Episode one, Seth and I spoke about the importance of spiritual practices and how they help you to become more like Jesus. Doing spiritual practices, implementing them in your life can be really countercultural, even counter-Christian cultural. It can feel, to begin with, clunky. It's not going to feel natural. Mm. Have you had an experience like that? Yeah, um, for sure. (laughs) So uh, when I first moved to the mountains, I... I'm not from here. Um, it was all new. And um, I was in, on a, employed to go on a mission and plan something new. And, and that was kind of it. That was my job description. And I had this like, oh, crap moment. Yeah. I'm going to need God big time. And so I started this practice of actually every, every day I was working, I would wander down a street. Um, whichever street and in the mountains, just about every street leads to the bush eventually. <laughs> so this is a really good, simple practice to find space, but it was just to stop and be with God and begin that working day with God. Mm. And this was great for about three months. After a period of time of practicing this, I noticed this internal resistance. And as I sat with that resistance, it was about whether the leaders around me, would they be okay with me spending time doing this? I felt like either there was part of me which I personally had a conviction to continue to steal myself before God and to pursue these practices, but I was growing more and more uncomfortable with doing it and nearly to a degree where I wanted to keep it a bit of a secret. Mm. It was something that I didn't necessarily tell everyone I was doing. I suppose after a while I had a moment of realisation, what's this about? Yeah. And it was a really confronting experience. I think that kind of represents some of the struggles with implementation of this, in, especially in, in countercultural, like mm. to start your day. I had a rule of thumb and I try not to be religious about things, but have a, a rhythm, like from nine o'clock to 10 o'clock, I'm, I'm with God. Yeah. We'll do what we need to do, but that's me mm-hmm. and God's time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the resistance to that. And then I had this moment where God sort of said to me, what type of leader do you want to follow? And I said, oh, I'd want to follow someone who meets with Jesus. And then he said, we'll be that leader. Yeah. And I was like, oh, far out. Okay. <laughs> and suppose that represents this. It's a wrestling, even if it's only the perception of the culture around me, of what they're doing or what they're not doing or what's acceptable, the integration into me and who I am. Um, and to actually allow that to come out. I think personality plays such a big role in that space too. The perceiving of what the culture was around you and and what will be acceptable to them. You know, I don't think every personality type on the Enneagram would, would care about that. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you want to share? Um, we haven't let our listeners know what type you are. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to share that? Do you want me to share a little bit of the journey of yeah, that? Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so I was introduced to Enneagram 
oh, I want to say it was about 2012-ish, somewhere around then. Yeah, I identified initially as a type 2 with a, a 3 wing. Mm. The strongest part was the root sin. And at that period of time in my life, God was really doing a work on the pride yeah. within me. And so that root sin brought me into a relationship with that connection with 2. Yeah. And for that season, that was really healthy. God did a lot of renewing to let go more of the perspective of the people around mm. me. However, I think it was probably a couple of years later, uh, my wife had started to pick up the Enneagram and she did a, a particular course with the Enneagram and she came home and just said, Ryan, I, I think I see a lot of three in you. And I thought, oh, here we go. Um, and I didn't want to be a three for some reason at that particular point. And she was right. I think there was a lot of the, the performer in me. I can put on a show. I know how to kind of change to fit the crowd and go, okay, what's going to work here? Uh, I'll become that. And so there was a bit of truth in what she was saying, but there was there was always part of the three that didn't quite connect with me. The, that root sin of deception, again, that didn't quite hit me because I, I felt like I was fairly transparent. Anyway, in the last, uh, I'd say, two years, um, I've been coming home to where I think my true number is, is actually number four. Uh, this has been a real... Um, awakening and a gift um, to allow myself to be the creative and beautiful and if I'm honest slightly weird person that I am and that's that's okay but also it's also helped me to understand that in my younger when I was younger and, and maybe less mature how the two you know that's where a four goes to in uh, disintegration and how I connected a lot more strongly with the two at that particular time in my life but yeah so I'd say I'm a, a four with a, a strong three wing yeah that makes sense and I I thank you for sharing that because I think a lot of people struggle to find their type or they they can mistype and then there can be shame around mistyping and yeah. kind of claiming, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a two and wandering around like that and then oh, sheepishly, actually I'm a four, or, you know. Yeah. And so I, I, I thank you for sharing that because it is actually a hard journey and a long journey to find your type sometimes we can look so much at our behaviors and and type ourselves based on our behaviors or even uh look at the or identify with multiple core longings or multiple core motivations and mm. kind of go well which one fits better and yeah and i think I would, the thing i just add into that like there like i have experienced that shame yeah uh, feeling like i should have been yeah. there however when i when i look back with and i ditch the shame lens mm. I'm grateful for what God did at each stage. When I associated with the two, he was at work. Yeah. Um, and, in, and then even the three, there was work that was done there. And so it hasn't been for waste. No. Um, it wasn't like a, I should have got there earlier because mm. he's actually been at work along the journey. So just trust him in the process. Yeah. That's great advice for our listeners. And what would you say, like your personal, our personalities play such a big role in the way we engage in spiritual practices. How have you seen, you know, your fullness kind of influence the way you connect with God in these different ways? I think uh, for me, the I'll just talk from a, some experience of what God's drawing out of me at the moment. And it's actually some coming home to my body and my uh, desire to move with God and express myself physically. Mm -hmm. And this is sort of looks like dance at times. It sort of looks like I nearly don't want to call it dance because it might not quite fit that mold at times. So, I, and that's what I mean about being slightly weird, <laughs> but yeah, this year God has really been uh, drawing that out. And I feel like there's something, there's a, there's also this, there's this, 
creative beauty that comes to life in that space, but it's mm. so vulnerable. <laughs> There's a desperateness to accept me and to be okay. And um, for me, as I've enga- embraced my four, it's actually been a permission to explore my, myself, the way I communicate with God through movement, mm. through unspoken prayers, mm. and to embrace a piece of me that I would have said was shameful or should be hidden or wasn't safe to be shared with the world. But I'm actually, when I come home to God in that, he knows me, he's made me, mm. and he delights in me. What father wouldn't, when he see a child moving freely and expressing delight in the way he's created, what father wouldn't just be beaming? Yeah. And so I do need to still just go to the audience of one in that space and just close my eyes and be with my heavenly dad. I actually believe that even that movement is a spiritual discipline to embrace my my created self, my physical form and mm. move with the one that has yeah. created that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. No, thanks for sharing that. And I think the expression of our type in our spiritual practice is it's going to be unique to every every single one of us, but we're all going to have our unique struggles as well to, you know, engage in these ways and, and be okay with that. There are plenty of books out there on how to practice Sabbath or how to practice fasting or meditating or service and hospitality or whatever it is. And I think what's key to remember is just to go, well, I'm not going to meditate in the same way like meditation Mm. looks completely different for me uh stilling my mind before god takes a lot of discipline for Mm. me to do that and i've got to find a way that connects me to god's heart for me in that moment but stills my mind i got to sit in a place for a long time other people might be able to connect quickly but yeah so i think we we've got to take that into consideration when we start and not beat ourselves up or be too hard on ourselves if we don't if it doesn't fit the mold of someone else or the church we go to does it this way or the people I'm around do it this way say this is the right way to do it yeah share a quick little story that was a bit funny in regard to the uh, movement piece. Um, (laughs) So yeah, we've been on Zoom church. And so about three weeks ago, four weeks ago now, we were just having a little song and just a time to connect with God. And I intentionally just, I wanted to move my body. And so I stepped to the side so I couldn't be seen by the camera. Yeah. Great. Enjoyed moving with God and, you know, expressing myself that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we were together last week, one of the guys that was on the Part of our little house church uh, just uh, said he he found it a beautiful moment when he could see me in the reflection of the mirror behind me, um, <laughs> yes. actually dancing away. And That's I was so just good. part of me was full of shame and like, oh yeah, like I stepped to the side not to be seen, but then I was exposed by the mirror that was behind me. It was a long <laughs> way back, but anyway. Wow. So anyway, yeah. So the lesson in that is ah, uh, come home to yourself, um, and. Yes, the person was kind, <laughs> which is helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, kindness is always yeah. nice. So, um, yeah. but yeah, it, uh, yeah. Mm. and just embracing who I am. 
Well, thank you, Ryan. I think there's some really good insights that you shared today. And thank you for sharing some of your story with our listeners. And we're super excited about this season and and having you speak in on each of these different spiritual practices we'll be talking about. So we feel really fortunate to have (laughs) you join us this season and have more Aussie Mm. voices speaking in, but also just the depth that you carry and bring and impart uh, in this space will be really rich for our listeners. So I just thank you for that. I can't wait for you guys to hear the things that Ryan is bringing this season. He's also going to be helping us out with the Q&R right at the end of the season. To get the questions rolling, we need your input and we would love to hear your voices. There's a way you can actually record your voice and upload it straight to our website. Now, the website is the9design.com. You can also message us anytime on Instagram and Facebook. And we would love to hear what you're learning, what you're experiencing, and any questions that come your way. If there's anything you find helpful in these podcasts, please continue to share us in conversations and share us in social media and leave reviews if you can. We would love more people to hear about the way that God has designed each of us and the way that we can be living that out more effectively. And as you go out this week, remember, you were designed to reflect the original.